Welcome to Big Natural Talents. Hello, Bianteenies and Conchetta, the queen of the Bianteenies. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, Lozzie. How are you? I'm good. I'm that introduction really brought me right up. We are here. We're recording this actually the day after TV's Night of Nights. Actually, fuck. Were the Logies last night? I don't even know. Um, There was Sunday. Yeah, and it's Tuesday that we're recording. Yeah, okay, two days. God, Monday was just a blur. I was just thinking about the Logies. No, I. <laughs> we weren't at the Logies. I didn't even watch the Logies. I was just... um looking at some pictures from the Logies. That's why I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, well, our good friend Mike Goldstein was there and he was telling me the the drama he was having with the um, Channel 9 executives who at the last minute, he had all these plans to do like a funny suit, which was so iconic. And Channel 9 executives literally like it got down to him that they were like, nah, shut it down. So then he went with a cape and he worked <laughs> with the hair and makeup department to like bedazzle this cape and to get like a tiny <gasps> hat. And I think they approved the tiny hat. It's a tiny little top hat. And then the day before the Logan or the day or something, I get a message from Mike. He's like, they pulled the hat. It's like a no-go. He just had to wear the suit. And Ben and I were furious, um, oh. especially if you go see the photos. Everyone should go look at his Instagram and see that the world was robbed of Mike in this, like, he looked like he was in a Marvel movie with this, like, elegant long cape. That's crazy. I didn't even know that, like, they would have input into, like, what people wear on the red carpet, like... I know. And also, like, we were saying to him, we're like, but, Mike, you're, it would be so funny. You would probably like, make the news with that outfit. And yeah. he was like, I know. And then I think what they were concerned about is, like, not making a joke of the Logies or the show or whatever. Just boring exec stuff, you know? Oh, okay. I've also just learned something else because I was looking at pictures of um, the red carpet looks of the Logies because I was like, mm-hmm. maybe it would be fun if I, like, said the name of a celebrity and then you like guessed what they were wearing or something and so I've got this like slideshow of the celebs but like the first like five people I just had no idea who they were (laughs) (laughs) so how about instead of guessing their um, outfits how about I say a name and you tell me who they are if you know (laughs) you got it is that fun is this a good idea I I think so. <laughs> is this cyberbullying, maybe, of these um, celebrities? I don't know. And this one, I just figured out who it was by clicking on something on Mike's Instagram, so that's a hint for you. Who is Rebecca Harding? Know who that is immediately. That is Andy Lee's longtime girlfriend, who they're very affectionate, and I've never... I mean, I've actually met them, but I know wow. more about that through Mike. So, yeah. Um, what she does, though, I think she's like a model... Uh, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's um, what I've always said. The oldest profession in the world, girlfriend. is Girlfriend, um, so true. <laughs> Timeless. Wow. <laughs> it's a full-time job and people don't understand that sometimes. <laughs> Did they meet like she was a waitress or something? Was that this girlfriend? I remember hearing about that. Anyway. Wow, no, I don't know that. Next. Uh, I hope I say this correctly. Maria Thatil, T H A. Can you spell it? Yeah. T H A T T I L. 
Maria Thatil. Mm, I'm guessing she's an actress. Can I say that at the oh. at the Logies? But I don't know who. Kind of. I'm worried now we have um, disrespected a fellow podcaster because I'm seeing that Maria Thatil oh. is an Australian model, makeup artist, podcaster, activist, and beauty pageant winner. And as everybody knows, all podcasters are friends and all want the same things and are all the same. And we have the same, the same dreams, the same desires, the longings. <laughs> we are a kind of an unbreakable sisterhood. I think it's okay. Her podcast is called uh, Mind With Me, I think. Yeah, Mind With Me podcast. Okay, it's probably got 10 times the amount of listeners as us, and she probably knows our names. Don't go listen to it. This actually wasn't a plug. (laughs) Okay, what's next? Is there any more? Okay, we'll do... Okay, how about we do one more? Um, Mm -hmm. Renee Barg, B-A-R-G-H. Yes, know who she is. Oh, yeah? Well, darling, she, I swear, was an Australian correspondent for et entertainment tonight in the states and she is just like that kind of thing like a celeb like an entertainment journalist a celebrity interviewer yeah she's blonde i know that yeah nailed it she is an entertainment correspondent and she is also a host on channel v does that still exist god that's my dream job Um, being a vj on mtv i don't know if i always get confused I have a story. Um, I get confused between the actors and the Logies, but I think, oh shit, it's one of them. But either way, whenever these things come around, the actors or the Logies, um, it's fun to reveal to the listeners that um, maybe five years ago or something, uh, 2017-ish, I crashed like the Logies red carpet dressed as a sausage with a bunch of other women um, and what? there's footage of it and there's um, <laughs> and I was escorted by like uh, security. Wait, okay. I've never, why have I had never heard this? Were you doing it just like, um, was it like an Italian pride thing? Was it like a <laughs> spice, a sausage, a, cup, a pepperoni or a, something like that? <laughs> yeah, it was, for, it was for Italian pride day because my Italian short film didn't get accepted in the yeah. Loki. No, um, it is because um, WIFT, which is the women in film and television, um, had made this campaign that it was like all the the nominees or something for best director were all men. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to drum up the news and stuff, they, I don't know how I got roped into it. Um, they de- deployed I, yeah. some sausages. And they, yeah, there were women dressed as sausages and just like saying, end the sausage party, end the sausage party. And then I like, made the news, babe. And wow. that's how I got my start in comedy. Because yeah, ha- they, they, the security like ran me away and then took me to an open mic. And they were like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you're better off here. And then you and, like d- did the comedy as a sausage. And, and then I wrote the film Sausage Party, which is Ben Goshen's favorite film. Yeah. Wow. And that's how you met. <laughs> yeah, that's how we met. That's why we're together because he's like, wow, I'm dating the brain behind Sausage Party, the greatest film of all time. How did you like get cast as a sausage? Did you get paid for it? Like- oh, there was um, there was rigorous auditions. I had to sing. I had to bring in a piece to sing. No, it was just I don't know. There was just like people. They just had people who they knew who were like part of the cause. Like, do you want? It was just volunteer your time. It was just, yeah. and it was crazy. Like you had to have your phone on recording 
everything that happened so that like in case the police all this kind of stuff I learned that we're all on a bus we've we drove it we had to be secret we had to like jump fences it was crazy this is crazy this is my when, life is crazy your life when was a this? million different stuff <laughs> and I don't even know half of it um this was 2017 I think that's not even that long ago I I'm sorry okay we'll move on soon but mm. I feel like we've talked about crashing the logies like not actually but like joked about it yeah. and still yeah this, of course you didn't bring this up when <laughs> well i don't like to brag about these things i just <laughs> i like people to to read about it and then they come to me and they're like hey is yeah. this true but if you want google sausage party i think actors or logies or one of them and the sausage party and you'll find me i'm there i will i'm actually dying to see these pictures <laughs> i want to like wrap the podcast up now <laughs> anyway oh my god what else, what have you been up to this week anyway okay what, i got things to share i've got some new? milestones for everyone yeah so for the people who know me and have listening for a long time for lauren for whatever and my therapist everybody knows that conchetta gristo <laughs> with her life with her trauma never once not once had routine and when you go to therapy for me it might be for a lot of people they're like kind of babe routine is the most important thing because like it like habits help you and you got to start small and then like you build serotonin from like achieving that blah 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 blah. and honestly to people who can't relate you're like you're crazy why can't you do this but it's just like anything for me it just was so hard and what would happen Mm. is I would like overwhelm myself and be like cool I'm gonna do 1500 things and start for the month and then everything would fail and then I just got to this point where I was like babe you have to give yourself like kind of one thing and then just let you build on that. So I'm excited to say that today is the 30th day that I have got up and like stretched and done yoga for like 15 to 20 minutes every day, 30 days. Pause. What do we say? Pause for applause. Pause for applause. <laughs> I hate that phrase because that's not the real phrase. Isn't yes, it, it is. something else? Isn't it? That's it. Hold for the applause. It shouldn't rhyme. It sounds cheap when you make it rhyme. It's hold for applause. No, 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 no. I like that it rhymes. I think it's very important. And also, I like to think of it as like pause, like P-A-W-S, like little cat, like pause for applause. Put your, okay, like, that- throw your paws up like the Lady Gaga. It's like. Okay, that is now part of BNT law. Pause, spelled P A W S. Pause for a pause. Yeah. Cats, cat pause only. Yeah. And then it doesn't um, really like technically rhyme because it's a W, not an A U S E. It does, it still does in here. But anyway, so, so that's the first milestone. But secondly, a follow on from this mm. is I. And I just want to say, if this is inspiring to anyone, like, I remember at the beginning, I was like, I. Th- what would bring me so much discomfort is if I would like go upstairs and I was like pull something like and also like wait I what? felt like you know when you walk upstairs and then your groin you're like ah like you can feel uh, that your body my yeah. body felt like I was like a rusty robot and, yeah, the, and I'm the, like you're I'm, the Tin Man in I'm the Tin Man when you can't I'm move the, you're like that's what? right need more chocolate <laughs> yes. out of the corner of your mouth. Totally. And I was like, bitch, I'm 27. Like, come on. Like, I've got so much time to be old and crazy. So anyway, since doing it, oh, my God, it just like feel I'm always like limber. And it has made me feel more like 
a woman and more horny like sometimes my own body like makes me horny i'm like oh my <laughs> god like look at what she can do look at these legs and then also follow on which is going to come back to podcast law is that we spoke about with demi on the demi Lard episode about how to pee properly mm. and that us girlies we do be pushing and it's all got to do with your like pelvic floor and your relaxing and all these different things and babe would you believe that like doing all these stretches that has like opened up my floor babe i have not been pushing i sit on that toilet and she knows what to do we just relax and we let it go and i have a message from in our instagram that said from a girly she said legit after the demi app i am terrified i wee wrong what have you done to me the girlies are on the brain every time i piss yeah <laughs> i love as that. it should be as it yeah. should be babe every time you sit down in the t- on the toilet think of us think of us yeah and so everyone don't overthink it just don't push just sit and let it happen and count to 10 what my doctor told me when you think you're done, count to 10. Don't push, just sit. It should be relaxing, you know? Push at the office, relax on the toilet. I was going to say, all of this kind of <laughs> is a lot like life, you know? You <laughs> don't need a faucet. without crumbs. Yeah. Come on. Sit, relax, and it'll happen. Don't push it. Don't push it. Okay? And I think we all need to hear that sometimes. <laughs> We're all just kind of a pelvic floor at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> a walking pelvic floor. But us two girlies, we're here to take the podcast world by storm and to break that pelvic ceiling. <laughs> it's a bit of fun. That was a bad joke. I'll that was that. That was fun. That I'm was actually, fun. I'm really sorry, actually. Pause for applause. All the cats are loving it. Pause for applause. <laughs> um, what about t- to you? Um, I also have more things, about, but we'll go. We can go oh, back and forth. We'll go back and forth, <laughs> in and out. And when I'm talking, you are doing kegels, and when Conchetta's talking, you're doing yoga. Okay, everybody at home. <laughs> um, well, I mean, because yeah, Pilates is all about the pelvic floor too. So that's you know, I'm in touch you're with on mine. It. Yeah. I guess um, something else that I thought of this week, okay, because I've got a few random things. Um, I was watching a movie, or maybe it was a TV show. I don't know. It all blurs into one, doesn't it? But it happens a bit in movies. You know when, like, people, like, are about to eat dinner or something, or they're, like, cooking, and then they, like, start kissing, and they're, like, forget dinner, and then they have sex? I could never do that, right? Mm -hmm. Could Mm -hmm. you ever do that with, like, a hot meal? I'd be, like no like the food's gonna burn i couldn't i would be thinking about the food every second that i was trying to have sex yeah as soon as you said that like premise i was like well that would never be you no but also that would never be me i was gonna say what? could you would you do that could you do that have you ever done that okay here's what i would say to you yeah if it was something i didn't like like vegetables then yes <laughs> chocolate ganache cheesecake pie then no different then story I'm, I'm kicking ben caution out the window and i'm <laughs> eating that in front of rupaul's drag race all night having no regrets about not yeah. having sex but if you've got a Honest? big plate of broccoli <laughs> then you're always trying you're always trying to fuck and then ben's like you can't have sex until you finish your broccoli oh my god isn't that so healthy eating you can't have a croissant without the crumbs like you can't eat a cheesecake like without having some greens in the day like yeah. to balance it all out you've always oh my god have broccoli with your cheesecake 
Just no, Lauren, like, what, what? like I've um also been like eat, just you know trying to eat a bit better and I was talking to Ben and I was like because you know I, maybe people who when you're young you will relate to this but when you're young you can just eat like shit mm. and you look fine and you kind of feel fine and and so that was like my default right of being like I'm the girl that eats cheesecake three times a day and then as you grow older you it, absolutely doesn't work anymore no but you know how sometimes like you'll be better for like a short-term goal like just say you want to lose weight or you want to eat pretty just for like a fucking ball and then you're like great i get to go back to my shit like that's you know when you have to go to a ball (laughs) and (laughs) i mean not a ball specifically but i can kind of see what you mean like like okay everyone's been to a ball we're talking school formal or like at your work or if you graduated uni or if you graduated um, TAFE for a call. Anything like anything can be a ball, okay? It's just kind of the attitude that you carry into it. It's like for some people, like going to the shops is a ball. That's why you say, I'm having a ball because it can apply to whatever, whatever. If I had to think of one person who's having a ball at the shops, it's Lauren Yvonne Bonner. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, God. What do people Wait, do so, that don't go to the shops I, every day? I don't I know. know. I know. Sorry, I know. go on. But I just wanted to say that, so, you know, in my experience, I've, like, had a health kick and then you just, like, and then normal is still shit. And then I'm mm. like, babe, one day, like, from today, normal has to be healthy because I'm only getting older. Like, if anything, like, you get less and less. What's it? Like, it's going, like, wide into thin. It's, like, you you're not being like oh that's the base forever of being eating like shit it's like no your base so that you don't die at 60 so you don't die at 50 so when you have mm. all these health things gravity's pulling you into the hell you ha- and so i was like oh my god so even for me with these like routines i'm like even if i could just be mildly healthy for 30 days into 60 days is better than being like crazy healthy for like a week and then like you know that's yeah. just what i was thinking yeah. about about like eating so Moderation is key. Revolutionary (laughs) thought. What? We can't just binge and then restrict? No. But that's how how we've been living for so long and we're so healthy and mentally well. (laughs) This just became, what's that podcast we both listen to? Maintenance Phase. Maintenance Phase. (laughs) And that gets a shout out. That's a great podcast. Absolute shout out to Maintenance Phase. Yeah. I mean, you do. You just need about, it's like every day and it's like, it's work every day to just eat. It's work every day. Proper food. Who was I even talking to about food stuff? And they were like, I don't know. And I was like, I need to eat so well to feel like quite shit. Still, I still feel quite pretty bad. And I but imagine if you ate like shit. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like I'm not out here smoking, drinking, or taking drugs. Like I live pretty clean. I'm doing everything I can, and I am really fine. <laughs> like upturn, upturn in the tone. Fine. It went up. Fine. Fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> So, you know, I eat well and I will not, and also I won't leave a meal on a table to have sex. Yeah, to have sex. And I'm with you on that. No. Yeah. I'm with you on that because that's crazy and that must just be in the movies. Yeah. You know? I think so. I mean, like, there's some people though, because that was also something like, I think I like tweeted it this week. You know, those people who are like, oh, I forgot to have dinner. Like, 
You can oh yeah, be busy and not have time to have dinner. But to not be thinking of dinner forgot all day. Maybe? I'm thinking of dinner from the moment I wake up. I'm like, what's for dinner? What are we thinking? Even even if I was having sex for six hours, like from like three all the way until yeah. um, nine, I'd be thinking about dinner. Yeah. During. To like help me get horny, I'd be thinking about <laughs> dinner. And <laughs> 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 thinking about a beef ragu mm. as you straddle and ride yeah. your partner. It takes me over the line when I think of garlic bread <laughs> with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so funny. And I love that observation. And I would love to hear anyone if they've had that experience where they really have, like, put the pan on hold Mm. and just made it happen. Have you ever, you know, turn the air fryer off and go go do that? Yeah. Yeah. I I think as well, like, even saying turn the air fryer off, like that feel – I feel like some people would have left the air fryer on and had their – that's insane. Chips burn. Oh well, madam, I tried to put kale to make kale chips in there, not yeah. realizing that like the air makes it go, Shh, and then it started going on fire, and that's because one of the <laughs> kale chips flew up and caught onto the onto the. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've learned a lesson. It was like, yeah. Was it like? Was it like fire vibes? I was just thinking that. You know my past with fire vibes. For everyone listening, I put something in the microwave. And <laughs> you say it. Jenna was telling me about when she put something in the in the microwave. And she was like, um, I put like, OMG, I just put metal in the microwave. And wait, it's like, it's like fire vibes. And I was like, does that mean it's on fire? She's like, yeah. <laughs> That's me like calling the fire department <laughs> to tell them my whole unit's yeah. on fire. It's fire vibes. <laughs> They're like, ma'am, is the apartment on fire? Yeah, it's fire vibes for real. It's serious fire vibes. <laughs> oh my god, and that actually also leads me <laughs> to something else that I was thinking mm. of. Because I listen to, like, a bunch of, like, true crime kind of podcasts and stuff. And you do, too, as well. You've listened to some crime pods. Yeah, I dabble. Yeah. And you know when sometimes they play, like, the 911 call or, like, the triple zero call? Yeah. Do you feel like – I feel like whenever I hear, like, a 911 call in a podcast and it's someone calling to be like, my wife is dead – the operator mm. is always, like, so rude. <laughs> so, she's, like, so chill, usually. The, yeah, they are, like, fed up. So, they, this person calls, okay, and they're like, my wife, <laughs> my wife's dead on the floor. And they're like, sir, sir, sorry, you're going to have to calm down. All right, sweetie. Yeah, did you say she's dead? How do you know she's dead? Is she breathing? And he's like, she's not moving. And it's like, sir, you're going to have to check for a pulse, obviously, because if she's dead, she won't have one. Like they're, oh my they're so God. rude. Do you get? Do you oh hear God. this? They're like rude retail assistants. Yeah, but then I was like, I kind of get it. Like you would be pretty fed up. Like you know, when you're in a job, you just become like desensitized to things, and people would be so yeah. annoying when they call. Like it's like actually, it reminds me of working at the drive-through at McDonald's. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> really Everything similar. Brings you job. back home. <laughs> <laughs> All roads lead to McDonald's. <laughs> Um, because when you call triple zero, I guess they need to know like where you are, what's happening, 
like, and your address and make sure everyone's okay. So they're like just trying to tick those boxes. Similar to like working in the drive through people come through and they're like, can I get a Big Mac? It's like, is it in a meal? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, what size? What drink? Like you want yeah. all the information and you do get kind of sick of people not telling you that it's a medium meal with a drink, I guess. Totally. But when lives are totally. at stake, I would expect a bit more sympathy. Totally. I think both are really similar and both yeah. and I think we could have a round table with like five McDonald's employees and five um what do you call them? Like um emergency phone operators. Emergency phone operators and I think they'd be able to relate cuz at the end of the day we're all dealing with people. Yeah. I thought you were going to say trauma. <laughs> That's what you're working with. At the McDonald's drive-thru, sometimes people order stuff and you're like, we are working with trauma today. <laughs> and when you, and when you get your order wrong, that's trauma for us on the other side. Oh, yeah. We don't we can't drive. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. We don't want to make yeah. a fuss. Some of us don't. Some people do. Karen's, etc. Yeah. But Depends. not me. I um was behind someone at the McDonald's drive-thru the other week and it was like nighttime. It was like 9.30 p.m. And they ordered a large cappuccino and an <laughs> Angus burger. No fries. Like, that's oh, it. Oh, that's, that's the diarrhea spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Is that like... That's the, that's the diarrhea double up. <laughs> <laughs> double Ds. Yeah, I've got double Ds. <laughs> person doing i just that's my question yeah i want to peer into their life i want to know what's the story in that car what's (laughs) well i know what's gonna happen in that car in about 25 minutes (laughs) but in between then that's insane right that's funny and i this sort of um segues into to me and my work which is um I wish it was at McDonald's, but everyone knows I work in <laughs> not fast food. I work in retail. And, I, I'm um, sure you. Um, I'm sure you could work at McDonald's if you want, Conchetta. <laughs> Have you? Do you think you could apply? I think I can see that for you. It might um, ruin it for you. I'd though. rather. I'd rather just. I'd rather keep it. I don't want to mix business and pleasure. Yeah, you want to yeah. keep the relationship fresh. I need to keep it stress free. When I go Keep into sexy. McDonald's, it is honestly, I've said this before, it's a safe space for me. I feel, oh my God, here's an example of McDonald's being a safe space. So yeah. the other week, on the weekend, I hosted the gigs at Happy Endings and just, I was so tired by the end, like doing the double night, mm. each show goes for like three hours. You got to, and so anyways, it was um, Saturday night. So the cross is crazy the cost is crazy this is um king's um, cross in sydney like the central party district yes and even though it had lockout laws which made it dead i don't know the stuff's still going around Stuff's still there people are still hanging out anyway so i was so desperate for food the closest thing to me was like a kfc and i was like i'm just gonna run in and grab some chicken i go into the kfc i think there are like five like of the drunkest women i have ever seen in my life and like you know I'm one of the girlies but these girlies are really annoying these like they were like these middle-aged women who like were just so like one looked so blind drunk she like couldn't walk and was like ordering Ugh, on the screen another one was sitting and I, I went to sit down it was just not cute and I went to sit down and she was like no and it was like for her two other crazy drunk friends another one had like her midriff showing 
and like i know i don't want to body shame but it was just like not cute is what i'll say these women really messy and i could hear them talking about how they were kicked out and they're like we're not fucking drunk and yeah. i was like oh babe you babe you're drunk you are but i was honestly like let them i hope they're having the best night ever this is so cool that these girlies are hanging out but this kfc is so small and sitting in there and I had nowhere else to go, so cold, and, and I wanted to, and they wouldn't let me sit down, and then there was nothing for me to do, and so I was like, I felt stranded at a KFC. Mm. So I think, I gotta get out of here. It's a hostile environment, the KFC. It's not it, it, welcoming it really, and no, familiar. No, like it's different. Maybe like somewhere else? <laughs> somewhere else. We're talking the Golden Arches. Okay. So these women, they, had, they owned that space, and it was time for me to leave. That was their second nightclub. And so then I walked down the street, and it's cold and I'm holding my KFC bag <laughs> and I go straight to the golden arches in the you cross. see it, like an oasis in I the s- desert. Absolutely a mirage. I like rub my eyes like, and it's still there. <laughs> and so I walk in and I just sit down and you know, the voice in my head is like, people are looking at you like you can't eat KFC into a McDonald's. People mm-hmm. with like anxiety know what this is like, like any small thing you try to do, your brain's like, no, it's so insane. But then those voices just went away and I just sat and I felt safe. I honestly felt safe. I was like, I'm safe here. I'm with all these other people. There's lights on. Nothing can hurt me. And I ate my KFC. Everyone everyone is welcome in that space. Everyone is welcome. And if someone is a bad person, I don't think they're staying there for long. I think everyone in McDonald's would kick them out. It's a community is what it is. And also, oh, my God, because I've always thought this about McDonald's. (laughs) in the context of like other things okay because i remember watching the movie paranormal activity like Mm -hmm. a ghost movie and that's a movie that scared me so much at the time can i say same the scariest movie i'd ever seen at the time still scary probably i won't watch it again i'm not looking to ruin another few months of my life (laughs) scared of ghosts okay (laughs) um but I always thought, like, in movies like that where it seems, like, inescapable, the ghost, like, and they just keep sleeping in the house night after night when the ghost is, like, seriously in the house. Like, I just think, like, you could go to a 24-hour McDonald's and, like, the ghost couldn't go there, right? It just is safe. No McDonald's is haunted. Yeah, that's canon. That's... (laughs) (laughs) That's our merch. (laughs) No McDonald's is haunted. Even when you see, you know how they build McDonald's inside like a heritage building sometimes? Like there's like kind of a big old building in the city with a McDonald's in it. That is not haunted. Not haunted. That is blessed. There are angels. There are guardian angels floating around that McDonald's keeping you and everyone inside it safe. It's like an exorcism to have a McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God when I die, if reincarnation exists... I hope I'm somehow involved with McDonald's. I either want to be the McDonald's, either want to be a guardian angel of McDonald's, I either want to be one of those like touchscreen pads for you to like order, like even a small cog in the machine that's mm. McDonald's. I would feel so happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, <gasps> you wouldn't be able to haunt it, but you could like spiritually protect it from other haunting. Maybe that is what it is. Yeah. Is that what Charmed is like? Like, I just want to like keep it safe. And also like, you know how on ships and like, they have like a mermaid 
things that like protect yes. the shit. I want to be one of the like I want both of us to be at like the the biggest McDonald's that exists. Naked on either side of the, the door. Front of it. Naked. <laughs> I want to do that alive. I want it to be my job alive, actually. <laughs> to be strapped to the mast of a McDonald's. Yeah, and I get to do my dream job, which is compliment everyone who's walking inside. Yeah. And say, hello, and you say goodbye. I say and goodbye. You say, I bring them down a peg on their way out. <laughs> you say it a bit mean. I insult them a little you- bit. <laughs> Because you brought them up too high. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's what we're like. We're like, there's something. I think it's from Family Guy. So no one's going to get this reference. No one watches Family Guy other than me. It's a really um, um, indie kind of um, obscure show that <laughs> no one knows about. But yeah. Yeah, David Lynch directs it or whatever. <laughs> anyway, so there's this there's this episode in Family Guy where they go to all these different realities. And one reality they go to is where the characters are like say something happy and then they have a second head that says something sad on the same body and that's you and me (laughs) that is and that does sound like it's directed by david lynch to be honest (laughs) i can see that oh my god so did i even say my story because we are sort of needing to get to the end of this but this is good that it's full of gold but i just wanted to say that so temporarily until i move to amaya Oh, I don't want to say right. Anyways, I'm moving to Amaya somewhere. Um, I had to work at David Jones, okay? And everyone knows that I used to work in this, like, very small, bespoke boutique store, which means what you were coming in for, I dealt with you. There's, like, one salesperson. If it's empty, it's empty. It's just me. Just the things, like, that kind of thing. And then going to David Jones, babe, it was hell. It was, like, totally different. Firstly, I had to work with a girl that we I'm just going to say that if you want to hear the gossip about this girl, she's the other she's the third redhead in my life. So not Lauren, not Anna. It's a third yeah. redhead who can't be named, but if you want to hear the gossip of my work, the, I would go on Patreon in the holy trinity listen. of redheads <laughs> in Conchetta's yeah. life. Everyone has three. <laughs> the father, the son, and the holy spirit, the, you know, the the bitch, the friend the yeah! and just the, the other one the podcast the podcast <laughs> <laughs> and so anyways like how do i just say this in a nutshell i had to work with this girl who i realize lauren i'll just say this to you and to everyone who knows i really think this girl hates me mm. i've stopped thinking it's her and i've started thinking it's me and um and it's and personal. <laughs> i think it's personal but anyways like David Jones is a crazy thing. There's a few things that I learned there. So one, the old ladies that work there, so freaking nice. So if you're employed by David Jones, that's its own system. There's like a million hierarchies. So do you know that in every level of David Jones, there's like its own management team. There's like a floor manager and then two sales assistants. And then like, because this woman was talking to me and I'm like, babe, I'm at the bottom of the rung. And she's explaining to me like, can you imagine just how much management there is and then how big each David Jones floor is? And then I'm one of the girlies working for one little concession stand and the amount of customers that come up, now you're fielding questions for everything. They're like, where can I find toothpaste? Where can I find this? And you just have to, and it was my first day and I had to be like, this is my first day. I'm going to take you to someone else. So I'm practically useless. Like it is so annoying to be a useless like sales assistant 
that like keeps fielding things. Then at my concession stand, there's a little desk that looks like you can buy. Everyone, because I hope this is hitting for people who've been to David Jones. Half of David Jones is like, where do I buy this? There's like, where is the change rooms and where is the actual place that I shop for this? So that's half of it. And then like, if there's no one at the the sales thing, customers get angry. I'm standing there. They're like, hey, what? I want to go here. And I'm like, no, there's no cash register here. So this is just the vibe. It was just like an insane. And I worked there for like seven hours and it was like being in the twilight zone. And um, I'll end on this that like one of the nice little ladies told me that David Jones customers are very different to my customers. And I'm going to tell you the type of customers <gasps> and Lauren, you can guess which it is. So, okay. I think I customer. kind of can already vibe what? it, but tell <laughs> I, me. Yeah. There's two so kinds of people customer. in the world. <laughs> So one kind of customer is they want bargains, 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 and they're always looking for a bargain. The other kind of customer is they would never shop at the other place, and they only shop with this one, and they're really snooty. Snooty is David Jones. Correct. Bargains is Maya. How do I know that? Because you can catch me at Maya any day of the week. (laughs) and you can catch me at david jones because i'll go to any shop every (laughs) shop but i'm just walking through and thinking who's buying this yeah yeah it's definitely i realized like oh david jones is just for like really rich branded things Mm. that's all it really is it is not for the girlies who shop at Cotton On. Like, we wouldn't be no. going to David Jones. Absolutely not. Not for us. He's buying, like, a, a $700 shirt, a $3,000 dress. That's just what I don't get. I feel like I see influencers. I guess influencers get free clothes. But I feel like there are girlies out there who are, like, in their young 20s. And you'll see them wear just, like, a basic, like, a T-shirt, a jumper. And then you find out, like, just, like, a T-shirt is, like, $400. And, like gun to my head like I could buy one $400 t-shirt I never would but I could have that but you think like if their t-shirt is $400 how much are the pants how much are the shoes it all adds up you don't just have one $400 t-shirt and the rest of the ensembles from cotton on like where's the money coming from what's the story can they get me a job (laughs) totally I mean the clothes are so beautiful and I really i'm like just clothes make me feel so happy beautiful clothes but i then think as is usual with me is like i get overwhelmed so i think even if i had all the money in the world yeah and you know me like moderation i honestly think i would have the same problem that i have now with nothing i'd be like i have all this money and i'm like i can't buy everything but like because and then also here's something to bring us back from consumerism i was listening to this amazing podcast that said that this society that we live in is obsessed with success, which is of obtaining three things, fame, money, power. And they're talking about how, and it's really amazing. I'll find that up and tell everyone to listen to it. But it was just talking about how this is an increasingly lonely society mm. and that having these things privilege those things is like when you go to die, because this person, he's called the like Surgeon General of America. I don't know what that means, but like he's important. He like worked yeah, in the Obama registration and like whatever. This is so, he, fu- sorry, just you're saying very funny things. That, uh, what am I saying? <laughs> the Surgeon General is like a role. So he, that's his thing. And then yeah, um, yeah. the Obama 
administration, not registration. Admi- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's called the Surgeon General. He went to the Obama registration and he said that like money doesn't make you happy when you die. And I freaked out. <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry, okay. sorry to roast no, you, no. but... No, love to be roasted will continue with the deeper meaning. Thank but you. Um, he was saying that he sat with these people at the end of their life and he's like, do you know what people don't talk about? They don't talk about their fucking big ass office. They don't talk about how much money they made. They always talk about relationships, people, the people they loved, the people that broke their hearts, the people they wish they spent more time with. Like, anyways, this is, I guess we all know this, but the phrase that stood out to me that I loved was I think it was, fuck, I'm going to fuck the first word, but it was like, in this society, we use people and covet things or either like, or insert love things or look up. And he was like, when it should be, we covet people and we use things. Yeah. And that, I don't know, it's just like interesting. It's probably things we already know, but we get lost. That's what happens when I work 24-7 in a fucking store. I'm like, I can't live my life being obsessed with things. And that's all I'm surrounded by. People asking for things, people buying things, sales of things. Like, And that freaks me out. And that's when I have to just like calm it down because yeah. I just feel like this society everything is about things and yeah and like yeah. what's it all about that's what you think like I've been so worried about my stupid career and having no money and things like that but then you just always go back to like okay like at the end of the day like I have a house to live that is nice I mean I rent it and it's an apartment and I think it's nice <laughs> but you know some people might not <laughs> Someone else might walk in and be like, this is fucking yeah. trash. Someone else might, like, you know, <laughs> kill themselves here or something. No, it's, it's, it's normal it's apartment. N- it's, n- it's no McDonald's is no, all I'll say. No. Um, <laughs> it's like, hey, like, I've got somewhere to live. I've got a, a beautiful man who loves me. I've got a evil cat that attacks me. <laughs> and I go to the grocery store and I buy whatever I want. And isn't that success? Yeah. yeah, and when you're on your deathbed and I'm holding your hand, mm. you'll talk to me about those things. Yeah, I Alex, will. Alex? No, I'll talk to you about the grocery store. Tony and, and the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. You finished with the grocery store. I will. And, and that you had a ball. That They will be your last words. Yeah, I'll be like, I wish I went t- to the outlet shops more. I just wish I went to that final sale at Cotton On. Finn, she's dead. Finn, end. <laughs> and then... <laughs> famous last words and it's such a shame because if cotton on found out that those were my last words they'd probably like give me a gift voucher or something but it'll be too no, late you know they wouldn't you know they wouldn't even on your fucking deathbed they wouldn't if i was on my fucking deathbed and i entered one of those instagram competitions from glassons and i was like glassons i'm about to die can i please win this voucher i'm literally gonna die glassons would be like sorry babe we've awarded the Kaya milan voucher to <laughs> Marissa B. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Yeah. We're gonna let's wrap it up. Don't you girlies stress if you miss us. We'll see you back on Thursday again with our gossip episode. With our gossip episode. All right, we'll see you on Thursday. Bye.